bare minimum of two days of adulting. That's it. You let me <laughs> on the show. Yeah. Talking about my favorite thing. I have three, count them, three, my three Instagrams. I feel like sometime in the near future, you're going to be building a gym in your garage. I, I feel <laughs> like that's coming. I think I might be able to get a nursing degree just because there's always a zoo study group going on in the background. <laughs> Hey, what's up you guys? This is Xavier Johnson and you're listening to a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Welcome back. It's not quarantine conversations. It is another special series that I kind of thought about in the middle of the night because it's Black History Month and I wanted to celebrate all things black this month on the um, podcast and just getting an unfiltered view as far as what's it like to be black in America today. I mean, the the following interviews are going to be it's going to be heavy. We're going to talk about some very, very heavy stuff, but it's some things that we need to talk about. There are some things that need to be said. There are just some things I I, I guess America just needs to hear. Um, so pretty much the premise of the next couple of episodes will be, I will have several guests from all different walks of life and all different stages of their lives and career. So I'm not going to hold you guys up with with the interview any longer because i know you guys that's what you're really here for you're not here to hear me talk so with that being said the following episode will feature an abundance of greatness and blackness for which is only fitting for this very important black history month without further ado you guys part two of my interview with sharana thomas bullock starts now um what are your some of your worries as a mom as you see your children grow up and become um, young women, young young men. And what are some of your obvious worries as a mom? Um, well, I think there's, you know, one of the worries that, that crosses all cultures is for their safety. Um, um, however, of course, them being African-American children and knowing the statistics that we know um, exist, mm-hmm. Um, I have that that other worry that they can be, you know, minding their business or or at school or at work on their job or doing whatever they they're doing, and just because it appears to be, you know, a a, a, a black person doing something out of the norm and they're not, you know, or just mm-hmm. at the wrong the the wrong place at the wrong time. Those are my fears, um, just because of the color of their skin. That is a fear. Um, is the, uh, I have fears that, um, you know, they'll have to fight and, and be challenged um, it professionally, you know, to to mm. rise and and to um, be promoted. And, you know, we have we have a lot of different fears. We have a lot of different fears. Um, and I think those are the same across the board, but especially with um, just having brown faces. I mean, we, we know that we know that for some people and it's not for everyone. There are a lot of people who are who are changing that narrative and who are better. But we know that there are still people who say, you know, under the blanket of I'm not racist. I you know I have that black friend or, you know, this thing mm-hmm. or the other or they hate everything black, but they don't hate black people. <laughs> yeah, those things <laughs> exist. <laughs> that that exists in in our culture unfortunately so i do have those fears um but there's a difference for me between feminism and black feminism and mm-hmm. and i had to explain myself uh, a few times now 
Um, a feminist to me, um, of course, fights for the rights of women and for equality um, and for, for justice and, and all those things that are important, without a doubt. But mm-hmm. as a Black woman, um, I'm not even at the level where that I can fight the same fight as, as a white woman. There's a difference. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the reality is I have to fight to be able to wear my hair the way that it grows. <laughs> that that's, yeah. that's something that you don't understand that I, how can I fight uh, about, you know, being able to, to go up the corporate ladder when I, I can't even wear braids without judgment or, or be hired because I have, have locks or I have a, a, an Afro. We're not even at the same, we're not even on the same level. So mm-hmm. um, I don't think that takes away from a feminist movement. Um, I just, I, I feel like it, it, it is a, uh, a, I guess a sub group of, of feminism where we're not even at the level, the same level to, to, to have that same fight. So um you know, we, we still, even 2021, um, wear cornrows and, you know, Kim Kardashian wears them and, it, and it's cute, but we get them, you know, yeah. <laughs> <We're still> in, <laughs> you know, we can't, we, can, we can't even have the same conversation. So that's, um, a point that, that actually came up in, in one of my classes. Um, and I give my, my students or I, I'm not teaching now, but you know, the opportunity to share their feelings and their opinions and their thoughts. And I do the same, you know, to an extent. I can't go too deep because, you know, people take stuff the wrong way. But, yeah. <laughs> but I think that we need to recognize that there's a difference. Um, and I think I think that's important. And, and having daughters um, and wanting them to be successful and they're intelligent little girls and growing into women who are independent um, and, and who care about other people. Um, but know that they have a fight to fight and, and I, mama can't always, you know, I, I can't go into your corporate office and, and make your CEO, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> so I, I teach them to you, you're a leader and you have to lead by any means. And if that means that you have to build your own business and that's what you do. And the same for my son. Um, and, um, I just, I support, that's all I can do is I, I can just support them and hope for uh, a better and brighter um equitable uh future for all for us all Mm -hmm. that um those are heavy words especially coming from a parent because i i I believe that my mom has some of the same words for me um like you said as far as the feminist movement it goes it black women have a different type of fight and like you said it's a subcategory because, like you said, some influencer that isn't a person of color can wear something and it's trendy. Right. Mm-hmm. But in our normal everyday lives, black women can do the same thing, and all of a sudden, you're either you're you're ghetto or you're unprofessional right. or any a, a vast number of other words. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and to me, I feel like it's just it shouldn't be it shouldn't be like right. that. I mean, I feel like we're definitely going in a better direction but it we still have a long way right, to go right. um and i and i think that that you know I, I said it earlier um people love our culture love love black music and and uh they love our clothing trends and our hair trends and all those things but don't love black people that's it's two different mm-hmm. things and it's not everyone you know, this it's not um, inclusive of all non people of color at all. 
and there's some some of our own people don't love us <laughs> yes you can't love everything and 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 um borrow from all the things that we do and you don't love us and don't support us as people um just trying to have the same just just trying to have the same things that you're having the, the american dream um Mm-hmm. Um, I've taught it in my classes. I've talked about it for years. Um, and the American dream does not look the same for everyone, but it's the opportunity for success. It's the opportunity um, for for uh, uh, social change um, and social mobility, those opportunities. And until we all have that, you know, America is not great um, it, it, or it can't be mm-hmm. as great as it could be. Um, until until we all have those same opportunities and um, equitable opportunities. Mm-hmm. Like you said, I, um, in order for America to be great, black lives do have to matter. And black lives, I had uh, a guest during quarantine conversations, Aubrey, my friend, she, uh, she said black lives matter doesn't mean all lives matter, but all lives matter cannot matter without black right. lives matter at first um and and to me that was such a powerful statement um but the kind of liven up the conversation (laughs) we got a little heavy there (laughs) what was it like for you to go to an hbcu i know i didn't i didn't go on that particular path but what was it like for you to go to what's the hbcu experience oh my god um you know <laughs> it's so funny because um I didn't I, I didn't fully embrace it until after I graduated and I was done and I looked to um share the black experience with people who were from California and from you know Minnesota and from all these different places to come together and still have these shared experiences um and to have professors and not all of our professors uh I, you know I went to North Carolina Central University the illustrious uh-huh. <laughs> Not all of our professors were African American necessarily, um, but there's a, a, a family, a community, um, a sense of pride, um, a sense of really being pushed to be successful because they know um, the gaps that we're we're trying to fill, and um, and mm-hmm. to know that people really care about your success for the culture you know that I think that made a big a big big difference and the impact that it had on my life. Um, uh, I studied, uh, you know, a lot about secondary education and um, moving into higher education. And um, it really, one of the main purposes of of attending a, a four-year university or college is social change um, and social mobility, mm-hmm. and which we actually just talked about a little bit. But um, it is transformative to attend a college um, and even if you're going to a a PWI, but when you go to an HBCU, um, there is a culture there that just can't be found anywhere else. I I truly believe that. Um, And now I did not go to a PWI, um, but just to those conversations that I have with friends and and family who, who, who did not go to HBCUs, there's a difference. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not less than, and you have, you know, um, lots of organizations for African Americans on those campuses, but it's just it's family. It's it's really family, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and you know, homecoming, please. We we won't even you know, homecoming is a completely <laughs> right, different and, different experience. Um, um, there's just a, a camaraderie and a, a, a shared experience, the the black experience, and um, you know, 
that you just can't it's unmatched it's just unmatched so i, mm. I highly recommend <laughs> you know attend an hbcu um preferably you know nccu but I, you know i'll take, I'll take whatever you plan um and if you go to a pwr make sure that you get into those organizations um that are on campus um just for the support and again, for those shared, shared experiences, because it, it matters and representation matters. And we know we we that horse is, is dead because it's we've said it over and over and over. And we're and, waiting uh, yeah. for people to embrace <laughs> it over and over and over. <laughs> uh, my mama is also uh, an alum of North Carolina yes. Central University. On, so um, I've no, been... I like her. I like her. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and from visiting campus with her the few times that I've been, um, it, it's definitely an experience for, although I didn't choose to take that particular um, mm-hmm. path as far as my mm-hmm. education. But to me, I felt like just being on campus, it just has right. a different feeling to me. I can't quite describe it, but it just, it has a different feeling. I went to a PWI, obviously East Carolina is one of those schools and it, they do have the organizations for people of color, but like I said, to 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 go to these institutions, it's just a completely different experience. Right. Um, but I I recently served on a panel where I was talking about being a person of color within the community college mm-hmm. system, and I also got into a little bit of um what it was like to be a person of color attending ECU. But one of our main points was how important it is to see people of color in higher positions because obviously it, it makes um it makes people like us feel a little bit more um not only appreciated but it also makes us a little bit more comfortable. So how how important is it for in your own opinion to see people of color in higher up positions like administrators oh well like i just said you know representation matters um um there's a level of comfort and and it kind of can it does ease your fear you know when you go into a a Mm -hmm. corporate or you know professional setting and you're like because you don't know you don't know who's thinking Mm -hmm. what and and because we've had those shared experiences that are off that have have too often been negative um, there is a level of comfort. Um, but also, I think one of the main things is attainability. Um, that means mm-hmm. this is a, 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 a setting, this is a profession, this is a, a, a place of, of higher education, this is a place of whatever that is attainable. I can do this. There's someone like me who has done this. Um, and we need to see it. We need to see it. We need to see people sitting in those boardrooms that look like us, making decisions for people who look like us, as well as other people, mm-hmm. because that means that we're included. Um, and and it, historically, yep. it we have not been. And the the knowing that someone is there that looks like us, you know, we we know that we have at least representative speaking um, a seat at the table, and, and so it does matter, mm-hmm. and it is attainable, and it does mean that um, when my daughter. Uh, you know, had uh, I had a friend who um, had a ceremony, kind of a coming of age um, for her daughter and a, f- uh, a few other girls, one being my daughter, uh, maybe two years ago before pandemic, um, mm-hmm. where the 
whatever the the little girl wanted to be she had someone there representing that particular profession and my daughter wants to be an mm-hmm. engineer and she had an engineer there my daughter was like oh my god <laughs> you know <laughs> because it's attainable someone has gone and done the the footwork and the, the legwork and, and met those challenges and was able to face that um and and we need to see that little girls need to see that um i can say from my educational experience growing up um i think i had my first my kindergarten through second grade teachers were all african-american and i was i i not even realized and i was like i wanted to be a teacher when i was younger and then I fought it for a while, <laughs> but I ended up. <laughs> um, and one of the things was in high school, I didn't have a lot of African American teachers. Um, I had Miss um, Miss mm-hmm. uh, Thorne. Shout out Miss Thorne. She's you know one of the best. Coach Russian. Shout out to him. You know some of the best. And I also had some great, some uh, phenomenal other teachers. Don't don't you know? I don't um, mm-hmm. lead any mislead anyone. Um, However, to see teachers like me who I knew understood where I was coming from, um, you know, it, it meant something. It, it really did. And she meant a lot to me. Um, and she and we ended up working together at the same school, which is crazy. But, <laughs> you know, you know, to have those things. <laughs> That's right, like a full right. circle moment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> to have those things, it means so much. It means so much to see people like you who who can do it and have done it. So I think representation matters for so, so many reasons and for it to be attainable um, and for you to walk in and say, oh, okay, whoo, because I didn't know, honey, you know? Oh. <laughs> you know, but that's a part of, of that double consciousness too. That's a part of, of your Black experience um, where sometimes you just don't know. You, you don't know where you stand um, and it, it's not a, a, a matter of paranoia is what some people have have said it's not paranoia it's this is my experience and sometimes it's don't go so good and so you have a certain yeah. um cautiousness is is more i think it's a more accurate term to use cautiousness because you don't know um um in, in a lot of in a lot of ways so mm. uh, um i guess my own personal experience is kind of opposite to to yours and I until my later parts Mm -hmm. in high school um that was when I kind of started seeing I I was seeing more people of color Mm, being teachers especially um women of color as well because I mean I had teachers like you Mm -hmm. Miss Palmer um Miss Joyner Miss um Mm -hmm. Robinson Miss um Miss Pemberton God forbid, Miss um, Miss mm-hmm. Balmer. Yep. God forbid, I'm forgetting <laughs> anybody. But um, it, <laughs> but seeing you um, you guys not only teach, work hard, um, be mothers on top of that, and just seeing you guys was an inspiration to me because I I know I know a lot of um especially. The VP, she said, I, "I'm doing this for the little boys, the color little boys and little girls that are of color." And seeing you guys do that really made me think that okay, I I, I can do this. I can I can mm-hmm. get a career. I can do this, that, and the third. And me being brown skin isn't going to hinder that. And seeing you in a higher position as far as like serving on the the school board 
was a really good boost. I know not only for me, but I know for your former former students. It was yeah. like, look at her. <laughs> She 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 doing it. <laughs> you know, it, it's so it, it's so shocking to me, even now. Like, um, you know, like I said, I don't get out a lot. Um, but you know, here and there, and I see people, and they're like, "Oh, are you?" And I'm like, "Oh Lord," because you're, I don't know which way you're coming with it. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but oh gosh, you know, that's 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 awesome. It's, I'm so glad to see that. I'm so glad to see that. Um, and, and you, your former teacher, and you know, black woman and, and all these different things. So it it's a it, it's not a burden. It is a it is a a beautiful, beautiful, heavy load <laughs> that, that I'm more than willing to bear, um, simply because it it does matter. And um, you know, I come from uh, uh, teachers and so my dad worked for the school board. He wasn't on the school board, he but he worked for them directly. Um my grandmother was a teacher for years, my aunt a lot of teachers in my family um and so to have seen them and to see them as black professionals and and my mom to be a black professional and 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 to do all the things that they've done you know we we need it and we need it more and more and we need to see people um open businesses and be successful and we need to see people you know running Mm -hmm. corporate meetings and and being successful we need to see it we really do Mm -hmm. it's important to see it but one final point, I saw this on the news a couple of um while I was talking mm-hmm. the outline and and I was watching WRL. What are your thoughts on adding systemic racism to the curriculum for K twelve schools? Um, you know, you know me. <laughs> I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> in support of it. Um we to stop trying to only show the good stuff. Um how am I supposed mm-hmm. to um, teach character education and better my students if I don't teach them the full um, the, if they don't see the full picture um, it's reality it's a harsh reality it's not pretty mm-hmm. um, it's difficult it's, it's probably challenging for a lot of people to teach um, some people uh, there are a lot of people who are adults who don't understand it themselves how can they teach it but I think mm-hmm. that's why we need it um, that's why we need training that's why we have equity training and we have um uh, diversity, you know, classes on, on this thing or another. It needs to be there because it's a part of our history and current history. Mm-hmm. You know it, that that didn't end. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's be specific. Um, we need to know the issues that we face in our country. We need to know um, the realities of of things that we don't like um, and and that we don't personally experience. Just because you are African American and don't feel the sting um, directly of systemic racism because of, of whatever circumstance or, or something that um, you were able to avoid, does not mean it doesn't exist. Um, we, I mm-hmm. heard our lieutenant governor, uh, Mark Robinson, and I, I can't quote him directly, but he was basically saying that um, that it, it it didn't exist, uh, that it, it it you know shouldn't be taught, you, blah blah. And at the end of the day, just yeah. because you didn't feel the sting of it or you chose not to feel the sting or, you know, and, and you were su- happened to be successful does not mean it does not exist. Um, and, and if mm-hmm. we can speak to the experiences of, of more than half of our, our community, then, yeah, it's real. It's real. Police brutality is real. Um, abuse of authority is mm-hmm. real. And some of that does, is cross-cultural. So 
these things exist. And if we don't teach the realities, they're just going to continue to repeat themselves. And they're perpetuated by ignorance. They're perpetuated by people who choose not to acknowledge those things. Um, And, you know, once we start to recognize um, what it is, we can start to come up with solutions on how to fix it and how to work on it and how to better ourselves and better the people around us. Um, And we also have to care about other people. Um, We can... (laughs) We can write a book (laughs) because (laughs) one of the factors, one of the factors that we're facing is that we do not have the community. We do not have the, Mm -hmm. um, sorry, I lost my my train of thought. My mom, my mom came in. (laughs) (laughs) We do not have the um, ability to say that our neighbors care about us. They care about what we're doing. We have to be able mm-hmm. to um, recognize the struggles in others and the struggles in the people around us. Um, and so when we start to care about what's going on next door and down the street and people that don't look like us, we can't just care about black people. We got to mm-hmm. care about all people. And that I, I'm not going to ever post all lives matter. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> What I'm saying is <laughs> black lives have to matter. Um, Latino and Latinx lives have to matter. Teachers' lives have to matter. Everybody, every single um, uh, a portion and section and subgroup and subcategory of our society has to matter to us. And we're not at that place. And there are a lot of people who only care about what's happening to them and to that little circle of people around them. And anything outside of that does not matter. And and as a, mm-hmm. as a nation, we have to do better. As a nation, we have to get better um, at, at really the foundation of our constitution. So, what we could go on and on, is that we can go on and on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could, we could. It just sounds like you, you're you're up here preaching a sermon, which is fine. I mean, th- these are things that need to be said. So, I was thinking, I was like, you know what? Title it just right. some of those final thoughts. <laughs> So um, thank you again so much for sitting down with me and, and talking about this. To me, this was something that I came up with that I wanted to uh, do because I felt like, especially for Black History Month, it was something very, very important that needed to be discussed. So I, I did it. I said, I have the platform to do it, yes. so I'm going to do it. And I mean, it's going gonna, gonna to be what it's going to be. <laughs> I, love it. I love it. I love it. You know, I'm always here, always open. So, you know, I'm work my schedule out so that I can I can um and talk with you anytime I, I love it and I don't get to go out much <laughs> and I don't I don't have a lot of platforms to say a lot um you know because I don't want people to 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 take anything the wrong way but being able to have these conversations and thank you for what you do um you know if you're building your thank your you. empire here your media empire I love, it. I love it I'm so proud of you so you know I've said that that their horse is dead, but it's true. <laughs> you and all of my students, and I, I just hope that you guys do not give up. Continue, no matter what color you are, gender, whatever your orientation, or how you uh, identify anything, you can do it, and you will as long as you do not stop. That's that's just it. That's it. So love each other. And that's it, you guys, for this episode of a little bit of this, a little bit of that, Black History Month edition. I I don't know what to say. I really, really don't know what to say about this interview. It's one of my favorite. I always like interviewing her, like I said the, uh, on the last episode. So 
I mean, hopefully she'll come back on the show sometime soon and we'll be able to talk about some other things. And I know that um, she's always one of the first to reach out whenever I need some help with something or need a guest for something special, especially a special series. So she always takes time. So special thank you to her for that. And also taking the time out of her schedule, her very, very busy schedule and sitting down and talking with me for an hour so coming up next you guys next week i will be talking to one of my friends about her experience as a black woman in america and after that we have a couple of more episodes to go i am probably going to do some very special releases because there's only four weeks in the month and there's a lot of people to get through so be on the lookout for some of those very special episodes coming up and if you would like to know more about the podcast and just keep up with what i'm doing you can always follow me on instagram and twitter at day johnson underscore 19 so that's zay z-a-e underscore johnson everybody knows how to spell johnson and the number 19 and like i say at the end of most episodes remember to wash your hands wear your mask and Wait six feet apart. All right, I'll talk to you guys next week.